UMGoBlue.com. By fans, for fans. Since 1999. Hello, welcome to this edition of the UMGoBlue.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with... Andy Anderson. And we're here to break down the first game of the Jim Harbaugh era as Michigan fell 24-17 to to Utah on the road. Well, Andy, what are your thoughts? My thoughts are I was really disappointed with this loss. I had hoped that they would do better and eke out some kind of win. Of course, everybody did. We didn't have a very good idea of what Michigan would look like this year because they were submerged in August. We had almost no firsthand contact uh, with anybody or with the team itself in practice, so you couldn't really know when you're at. And it was very disappointing to find out that their running game had uh, progressed so little and that uh, Jake Rudock was going to throw three interceptions. Not all of them were his fault, but they were disappointing. But we have to put it in context, and the context is that it was just one game. We didn't lose a whole season. There's lots of games left. They had plenty of time to prove themselves and to improve themselves and improve their will under this game that's coaching them. You know, heading into this game, heading into this game, Andy, I, you know, I was really disappointed by the first half, but, you know, we've talked on previous podcasts. I think heading into this season, if you were to look at, you know, any team going on the road, facing a good opponent with a new quarterback and a new coaching staff and a new offense and a new defense, I don't think it was a big stretch to be surprised by this loss. I'll tell you, the thing that I was really heartened by is that when this team was faced with adversity and really had a chance to, to roll over, they, they fought back. And, you know, I, I think the one thing that I thought as I was watching this is when there was that pick six that just horribly reminded me so much of last year, and, you know, a replay of, of a Devin Gardner pick six. The difference this year is I cared. I was so beat down by the last several seasons of Hoke and, and Devin Gardner that when when he would throw a pick six or an interception for a long return last year, I kind of just got to the point where I shrugged. And this year, and, and I mean this in a good way, it hurt. It was like, oh, I'm, I mean, they have my attention again. And I was really heartened by way the, the way the team, you know, stood up and, and at least brought the score a little bit closer. Well, there were some, there were some areas of improvement, too. The receiving core didn't look all that bad. You got to compliment the speed of Chesson and the coaching that got him that free twice. It's too bad that Jake couldn't have hit him uh, on one of those. And, and it would have turned that game around if they could have scored on either of those uh, two where he was wide open and it was overthrown. That part of it worries me a little that maybe Jake isn't going to be able to get the ball downfield uh, too much, even to an open receiver. But all in all, you know, Jake threw for what, 269 yards? Yeah, and we haven't... Yeah, statistically... You know, if you take away the three interceptions, which is always, you know, if, ands, and buts, I mean, you know, he was 27 for 43 and, and 
279. So, you know, the, the thing about it is, you know, you mentioned how we really didn't get to see much of practice and the coaches really didn't talk about practice. I can't imagine that Jake looked this bad in practice. I mean, and, you know, when I was looking at this, I'm trying to, you know, I was trying to understand if we were going to see Shane Morris anytime soon. Because Ruddock was having such a horrible game. And I don't know what that says. I mean, it was there so much separation in practice that even as bad as Jake had, as was during this game at times, is he still the best option? Or was Harbaugh just saying, listen, it's your game, win or lose, let's see what you have. So I, I, I kind of puzzle over that. You know, the thing that I wonder, too, is as I look at, you know, there were two big questions for me as we entered this game, and I think they're the same two questions that Hoke had last year. What would happen with the quarterback play and what would happen with the offensive line? The quarterback play was bad, but I don't think there's any doubt that it will get better. Even Either Jake will get better or we will find somebody who plays better. I was really heartened by the offensive line. I'll tell you, they they really opened some holes. And, and of course, our running game didn't, didn't exploit them, but at times they really looked like they were coming together. And, and for most of the time, they really pass-protected. They didn't allow a sack against a team that last year had 55 sacks. That's their specialty. And they didn't allow a sack. I think that's pretty good. So they've, they've progressed. They're better. They're into a scheme now of blocking that they can do better than the scheme of, that they had last year. The running backs looked, and I have to say this, the running backs looked pedestrian. Devion really runs hard, and he bangs people around, but he doesn't see the holes like he should. His vision, I don't think, is as good as it could be when it comes to that, and he's slow. So he does a lot with what he's got, and nobody gives more effort. Nobody hands out more hard knocks. What's amazing to me is that the other two uh, the the other uh, two backs, uh, Ty Isaac and Derek Green, didn't get used very much. And it's, I would have liked to have seen them maybe run outside a little more than they than they did and try the corners because they were bunched in the middle. But anyway, no 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 use of me trying to second guess. Harbaugh I'll come out short on the short end of that every time because he's a good coach and I was very pleased with his attitude during the game, the way he appeared to treat his players, the way that he treated Jake when after Jake made mistakes, and the way Jake came back. A lot of that's coaching. Very very good. Now, one thing I was disappointed by um, was they didn't seem to have, well, no, they didn't seem to. They didn't have good execution on that onside kick. And when you're looking at a play like that, I don't judge it on whether you get the ball back or not. I mean, you know, it's a lottery. It's a, it's a lottery chance when you do that play. But what you want to see is you want to see the play executed so that they at least have a chance. And... You know, they, they kicked the ball hard out of bounds, you know, and Utah called the timeout. So then they had a chance to do it again, and they did almost the same exact thing. So, 
that's something that, you know, at some point they're going to need. Now, I'm, I'm not saying they lost the game. I'm not saying even if they get the ball back, you know, that they're going to march down the field. But you need to execute that play and at least give your players a chance. And, you know, they, they weren't able to do that. I was impressed with the receivers. I was really, really surprised. I just, I'm shocked that Ruddick seemed to be able to, you know, there was one play, he hit a guy who was in triple coverage, and then he can't for the life of him hit a guy who was wide open down the field with a bomb. So that was that was disappointing. You know that, that uh, catch of butts for that, but for that uh, touchdown with those two guys draped over, that was a magnificent play. He almost lost that ball, but he's strong, and he, he uh, gathered it in. And But it's going to be some football player. He may be the best tight end that they've had there in a long time receiving-wise. He made more than one catch that was good. And what about Grant Perry? He was involved in all three interceptions. I don't think all of them were his fault. Uh, the one that threw the game away or, or uh, nailed down the lid on the Wolverine coffin was underthrown, in my opinion. So, uh, you know, it's too bad Jake decided to throw that one. He could have just as well. But it was desperation time, but it's still too bad that he opted to throw it, and then he threw it, underthrew it, and got it intercepted. The guy jumped on it. All in all, there was so much to be happy about in in that game, the comeback. And everything. The final score, of course, was not good, and it was not good that they could not score a touchdown in the first half. But it was good that adjustments could be made so that they could accomplish two of them in the second. Yeah, and it's interesting because you know I will admit that at the end of the third quarter, as things appeared that they were about to get away. I I genuinely was, oh man, I, I mean, this is going to sound crazy. I felt like I should go to sleep. Like, oh, I don't want to see this. This is going to get bad. And, and I mean, and I'll tell you, I, I still think it's a hangover from last season. I mean, last season it was just, you know, it was Groundhog Day. It was one bad thing after another over and over again. And I'm like, you know what? No, this is Harbaugh. This is different. And then it was great. The team, again, they came, they bounced back and they they made it interesting there at the end. And I think the biggest thing, you know, the defense looked good. The offense looked good at times. And you know, definitely interested to see how much they get better by the next game. <laughs> they cannot run the ball. They, they, they have very little ground game. Possibly they weren't showing very much in this in this uh, first game either. It was pretty vanilla, the ground game. But they've got a problem uh, at running back. I will be happy to see a different kind of back in the mix. And if Drake Johnson can ever get back, and he's like he was last year before he got hurt, I think that would be a whopping big addition to them. But they 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 only seem to have confidence in Mr. Smith, and he does a nice job. 
and everything, and he's a banger. But uh, I don't know how much of a playmaker he is. Well, they need some playmakers on offense. The bigger thing with Devion is, you, know, you could see on TV and you could see in the film study after the game, there were holes there. So the question is, what does it take for him to see those holes? And what's it going to take for, if he can't see those holes, it's time to give somebody else a chance. And I'll tell you, I agree with you. I'm really interested to see, you know, when Drake Johnson's back. Um, he he really brought something to the running game there at the end last season, and hopefully yeah, he'll recover from his injury and, and be back. Part of that something is speed. They need they need some some options that have some speed. They got three heavyweights there. Ty Isaac when when he he got very few chances, but when he did get a chance, he didn't look all that bad. He's big and he's got a little wiggle and. And uh, he's pretty fast, so maybe something will develop there. Derek Green is a conundrum. You can't understand why a guy that was rated so high uh, when he came in has been festering basically in place. He's not getting many many reps, uh, which is too bad for him. I bet that weighs on his mind. I keep wishing all of those guys some success. You know, the, the thing that surprised me, Andy, the thing that surprised me is looking at the stats is that you really had the perception watching the first half that Michigan was kind of dominated. But when all was said and done, Michigan had more total offensive yards than Utah. Now, unfortunately, they had that pick six, and you can imagine how much better the numbers would have been if they had hit one of those long plays. But... They had more yards last year, too, and still lost. So the frustrating thing is you flip two plays, you flip the take the pick six back, and you hit one of those long ones, and, and everybody's feeling pretty good. Now, the good news is is that if Michigan had won, the hype would have been exponential heading into the next week. And I really think, I mean, we've seen, after seeing, now finally getting to see something that counts, um, I think we see that, you know, this team has potential, and, but you know, we, I think people need to temper their, their expectations. You know, you had some national people saying that this was a one or two loss team, and I have no doubt next year or the year after that will be the case, maybe even a, an undefeated team, but... To come in with the uh, with the questions at quarterback, and I'll tell you the thing that I another thing I was disappointed by is, you know, if Jake were a freshman or a sophomore, you'd expect him to get a little jumpy on those long passes and you know get a little excited and miss somebody. But the whole reason you bring somebody in who's a fifth year senior is that, you know, they have the experience to not do that. So I was I was genuinely oh and. And I'll tell you, I was I was texting one of my friends today. We were going back and forth about the game, and every time I tried to type in Ruddock, my iPhone tried to autocorrect it to ridiculous. And I thought that that was uh, I thought that was very well played by Siri. That was that was very good. So because I thought some of his play last night was you know you know if he's back on the field, I hope that he plays much better. 
And it'll be interesting to see how Harbaugh handles the quarterback situation. Because you know he's not going to say anything in the press. So we're just going to have to wait to see, you know, who lines up on, on Saturday. Well, there are some indicators. I, I, I admire Harbaugh for the way that he handled Jake in that game. He went over and tried to counsel him, patted him on the shoulder, tried to rev him up a couple of times after these mistakes. And Jake came back. I don't think there's as much of a quarterback controversy there now as I did before this game. The fact that they did not use Morris at all is one up. He's sticking with his man. And his man, he stuck with his man through that whole game. And his man right now is Jake Ruddick and nobody else. In my opinion, that's what I think I see. So who did you think stood out on defense? Wormley. You know, I was disappointed. At first. You know, <laughs> let, me, let me say just a little more about that. Of course, Peppers, I think Peppers had a pretty good game. He made some wild misses, but he hit some people too. And his closing speed is awesome. And he had that nice, what, how many yards was it, 36-yard return, something like that. Anyway, on a kickoff. I think that Peppers is going to come on, and you're really going to like him. Uh, I thought the linebackers did well. You look at the number of tackles that they had. Uh, they had a lot of those two guys, the two, the two middle linebackers there, <clears throat> had great games. So the offense, the defensive line is good. I'm still not sure about the defensive backs all the time. And uh, Wilson, Travis Wilson, the uh, Utah quarterback, was very effective throwing to the outside. Little, you know, just hit him out there, and, and they went with him. They were open. They gained yardage after the catch and stuff. That worried me a little. But they did put a pretty good stop on, on Devontae uh, there. Uh, what's his last name? Can you remember? The running back for... Oh, for Utah. Yeah. Yeah, Devontae Booker. Yeah. Yeah, Devontae Booker, yeah. Uh, they put a pretty good stop on him. He, he uh, is a very, very good back, very hard running back. He's got quicks. He's got speed. He's got the whole thing. Doesn't go down at the first contact. Great running back, and they, they pretty much piled him up for most of the game. This time, not as good as they did it last year on him. Last year, he was just uh, he was just transferring in. He wasn't an experienced player at, uh, at Utah last year. But this year he is. He had a great year, 1,500-some yards. Can't beat that. I wish we had him. Well, I'll tell you, the, the, I was really disappointed with Peppers at first, and then you really saw him come into his own, and you really saw the talent on why he was one of the top players when he was recruited in the country. You know, it's, it's too bad he, he missed so much of last season, you know, dinged up. But I'm excited to see, you know, as he gets on, you know, on the field and what he can do. 
he seems to have a rare combination of physical properties. The man is quite a physical specimen. And the mental set to go with it, the hardworking, pay attention to detail, uh, let's play as part of the team, all of the good attributes that you put on a player, he seems to demonstrate. So that's good. It's, it takes both the mindset and the physical stuff to become a star, and I think that's where he's headed. Well, my defensive star was definitely Joe Bolden. I thought he was all over the field, and he really is a, a you know, if not a dominant force, a steady force at linebacker. And on offense, I mean, you have to go with Jake Butt. And I'm really excited to see where he goes this season. It's exciting to see an offense. I think it's pretty clear that Harbaugh favors the tight end. And you really have, looking at Butt, you really see that, that he has the vision and the, and the physical frame size and the arms and the, and the catching ability to really, really light things up. And, you know, it'll be interesting because you know that teams are going to try to lock down on him. And we're just going to have to see how he fights through it. You know, I was happy with the receivers, too. I thought, for the most part, the receivers generally, besides Butt, who was the best of the receivers, Justin, I thought, showed some speed on both those streaks down the field. And uh, Grant Perry, although he's involved in all three interceptions that were thrown, uh, made a couple of nice catches in a row that helped him at a critical time. Grant Perry's going to be a good player sometime, and on something to the outside, he just cut somebody down bad in that defensive backfield. He made a heck of a block, block, and uh, they need that from the receivers. So he's a little new talent. I was kind of surprised that we saw nothing from Drake Harris. Well, we're going to have to see what happens next week. We, uh, you know, they say that, you know, some of the biggest improvement happens in the first, between the first and second week of the season. The team is going to come home. They'll have a robust crowd behind them. And I think that's going to do it for this edition of the UMGoBlue.com podcast. The UM, the UMGoBlue.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with. Andy Anderson. Go Blue. Thank you for listening to the UMGoBlue.com podcast. All rights reserved. Search for UMGoBlue.com on iTunes. Go Blue.